Hey, my name is Katie Bulmer. I was your typical heartbroken and hungover sorority girl who looked for love in boys, Bacardi, and did I mention boys? After the breakup that broke me, I met the only man who can truly fulfill me. His name is Jesus. Shortly after that, I met my husband, the best example I have met of Jesus on this earth. Today, I have never been more sure I am right where I'm supposed to be on a mission to help today's young women find their life calling, stop dating dirtbags, and basically just be who I needed when I was younger. I've been called a big sis, an adopted mom, or my favorite title, a cool aunt. But however you think of me, get ready to be challenged and encouraged. This is the Truth For Your 20s podcast. Hello, we are talking about piece of thread, how you can make a difference with the dollars you spend and as a bonus, have a cute handbag. Welcome to the podcast, Desiree. Hey, thank you so much, Katie. I'm so excited to be here. I love your podcast. You've been so encouraging to me and to so many people. So I'm excited for our conversation today. Oh my gosh, you're sweet. Well, we did an Instagram live and had the opportunity to get a few phone calls just because I couldn't be more excited about what you guys are doing. And, you know, I <laughs> just love it all. So before I get ahead of myself, I guess give a little intro about, you know, who you are and how you got to be doing what you're doing now. Yeah, sure. So I'm um, the executive director at Peace at Thread and my background's a little all over the place. I am American, but I grew up overseas. I lived in Kyrgyzstan in Central Asia, and then moved to South America, lived in Peru and Paraguay, and then in Russia. And so I am used to being that new girl that looks different, that doesn't speak the language, is from a different culture. And I know what it's like to yeah be in a new place and you don't know, you know who you can trust, what kind of friends to make. And thankfully, I've always made really awesome friends everywhere I've been. And I've been really just empowered every place that I've lived and have people poured into me. And so now, I mean, I've just been really passionate about that. I've had great mentors in my life. And so um, when I went to college in the US, I just always gravitated towards internationals and people from different backgrounds and always wanted to welcome them and make them feel loved and seen, especially if they came to the US for the first time and had never lived here before. And so my background has a lot, been a lot of work in nonprofits, um, working with refugees. I worked for a summer in Malaysia, working with Rohingya refugees and just helping to teach them English. And then I've worked a lot with refugees in the DC area. So that's where I went to University of Maryland and then stayed around the DC area. After that, I worked in public relations, worked with nonprofits such as World Relief and Bethany Christian Services. And so I've just really been passionate about how to give and how to empower other people. And so two years ago, I got married and my husband got a job in Atlanta. So we moved down here and I heard about this city called Clarkson, which is the most diverse square mile in America. People from everywhere move here. A lot of refugees have been resettled here over the years. And so I, as soon as we moved here, I was like, I want to get involved here. Like This is what I'm so passionate about. And so I heard about Piece of Thread and started volunteering with them and then got asked to come on full time. And so I quit my corporate job and am now doing this full time and just building relationships with these women. And so I'm excited to share more about that. 
Wow. And you did some modeling somewhere <laughs> along the way, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So that was the big kind of plot twist in my life. Um, I never really sought it out. I never thought I would get, get into the fashion industry. But when I was 13, I actually was scouted by a modeling agency in Russia and started working with European designers. And then when I moved to South America, I started working in Paraguay and Argentina, Uruguay and Brazil. So started internationally doing modeling. And then when I went to the States, I thought, okay, well, now I'm going back. I'm going to college. Like, I'm not going to continue to do this. But then I got scouted by another agency in Philadelphia and then got connected to working in New York. And so the whole time I was just like, God, what are you doing? Like, I'm passionate about international development and refugees. Like, where is this all fitting in? But it was such a great experience. I got to meet really awesome creative people in the fashion industry. But I also wrestled with kind of an identity crisis of, you know, my life looks so glamorous. I'm doing all these fashion shows, fashion weeks, and people saw my life in one way. And I I wanted to believe like, this is really what's going to fulfill me. But I just kept feeling like, I want to do more with my life. Like, I I see that there's such, there's such great needs out there. And, and I just, I wanted to figure out, is there a way to merge these two worlds together? And so, and also, I just think it's funny how, God puts you in situations and you wonder, like, why does this matter? Or where does this fit into the grand scheme of things? But we just have to trust that God has a plan. And even when it doesn't make sense to us, it makes sense to Him. And I really just see Him now merging those worlds together through Piece of Thread. Because Piece of Thread, we create handbags, accessories. We empower refugee women to sew. And so they make these beautiful, beautiful bags. And so I'm able to use my background in fashion and design and helping to curate these new collections and also even just putting photo shoots together, thinking through fashion shows that we can do in the future. And it's just so cool to now use that background and it fits together with my passion of empowering refugees. Yes, I'm sitting here, you know, thinking how crazy it is that you ever wondered what God was up to, because obviously I know where you are now, but I'm I'm sure in the thick of that, obviously that was really real. But now looking at a former international model who was the new kid all the time, helping current refugee women create beautiful handbags, like you were made for this girl. It's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, it's been, yeah, it's been amazing. amazing. Okay. So you mentioned it a little bit, but now you are, I believe you said the title is Executive Director of Piece of Thread. What is Piece of Thread? Tell me all about it. Yeah. So our mission is to employ, empower, and advocate for refugee women. Um, So we teach them business, language, life skills, all through the platform of creating one-of-a-kind beautiful handbags and accessories. And we have women from all over the world working with us. And we really see that a job is what empowers someone. If if you have a job, it just gives you purpose. It makes you feel like you're helping to bring income for your family. And that's really important for our women, especially because they come from some cultures where well, one, they don't always know English when they first arrive, so it's really hard for them to get jobs. And then some of their cultures, their husbands don't like for them to work with other men. And so our piece of thread is all it's all women, and the women can feel very safe there. And they can also work from home, which is a big thing for us because we see that a lot of the women have young children that they can't leave at home alone, but they still want to make an income. And so we give them a machine, a table, everything they need to be able to sew and work from home. And then we train them at our center as well. And 
Yeah, we all of our fabric too is high-end interior design fabric that comes from the Atlanta Decorative Arts Center. And it would go to Atlanta's landfills, would just go into the trash, but they've given it to us and we can repurpose it to really create something so beautiful and with so much meaning. And so all of our bags, you know, they have the story of the woman that created that bag. So you know you're empowering with your purchase. And it's just been so fun to see the women's face light up when they get their first paycheck or just to know that, you know, they have a skill that they can use and it's going to help provide for their family. That's so cool. And I think that I just want to unpack, you know, I know when I was 20 something, I never thought much about my purchases, right? Like Mm -hmm. I saw this cute bag at Target or whatever. Uh, It was a good price decision was made. But when you kind of start to unpack how every dollar supports something and realizing that's a big deal. And that's a responsibility and a privilege that, you know, one of my favorite quotes is you change the world with the dollars you spend. So buying a bag Mm -hmm. through piece of thread, and again, you unpacked it a little bit, but tell me a little bit more about what that means. Yeah. So they get the majority of the percentage of every bag that people buy. And then the rest goes to like, you know, getting the zippers or different things that we need to finish the bags. But they, every bag that someone buys, that is giving the women an income. And so we just, yeah, we really emphasize that just if you want to help, if you want to help these women, it is through purchasing a bag because that's going to go into their income. And a lot of too that we, the way that we support our women is we give them access to free ESL classes, free medical care. We give them job training and we just started doing these workshops. So once a month, we do educational workshops to just equip them in other areas. We've had doctors come in. We've had a police officer come in to just talk about defensive driving. What do you do if you get in a car accident? So just like life skills for them to keep learning. And then we also have childcare that we provide for their kids when they do come to the center. And we really believe in paying a living wage. And so, I mean, all of our women are part-time but we want to give them the income that they would if they got another job somewhere else too. And so that's why some of our pricing in our bags, they might seem like more than maybe something you would find where it's made in India or a third world country because these women are living in the US. And so they're having to have a salary that they can keep up with the prices here in the US. And so that's kind of where our price points are differ a little bit from other fair trade companies. Yeah. But it's such a beautiful thing giving like you said, a job and a job is such mm-hmm. a beautiful thing. So I know a lot of times refugee sounds like a problem for another person in another country. And it it just, it seems other, right? Mm-hmm. And it seems like something we, that isn't close to home. But I wonder if you can maybe share a story of just, you know, sometimes when we understand a face and a name and a story, it changes things. Yeah. So you don't have to share a name or you can change your name, but maybe a specific story that people can kind of relate to and understand specifically like what you're doing over there. Yeah. yeah. Well, let me first, yeah, even give definition of a refugee. So that's a person who has been forced to leave their country in order to escape war, persecution, or natural disaster. So they didn't choose to come here. It's not like they yeah, just chose and wanted to immigrate here. It's different. They did not have a choice. And so what happens is, they plead their case to the UN, the UN hears their situation, and then the UN places them in any country that's going to open up and let them come in. And so the, a lot of the families we have, they didn't choose to come to America. They were literally just put on a plane. Some of them didn't even know where they were going to end up. 
And then they just arrived in Atlanta and they're like, oh, Atlanta's in America. Okay. I'm living here now. And they go through very rigorous security checks, medical checks. It takes years for them to even move to another country. And so a lot of them are left in refugee camps. And the average time is sometimes 16 years. Some of our women, five or six years that they were in that process of having the security and background checks. And so it's very, when people say, oh, they're dangerous, the people coming in, like there's 0% of refugees have ever been terrorists or anything dangerous because they go through such rigorous security checks before coming here. And so I just want to off the bat just say like that thought that they would be dangerous, that refugees are, yeah. And a lot of the women you work with are like 18, 20, you know, like pretty young, right? Yes. And that's, I think refugees tend to be really younger than the native born population. So their median age is about 21 years, at least yeah, from a stat in 2019, they're around 21 years old. And so a lot of them are going into universities and I've just living in Atlanta. I have so many um, neighbors around me. I've met an Afghan family that's just five minutes from my house and they have never even been to an American home. And um, they have their kids that are about to go to university and they're just so nervous, so scared. They don't know what to expect. And so it's just, it's so important as Americans for us to just like lean in and to just welcome and be their friend. One story is one family that I'd love to tell about is this Afghan family that has lived here for about 10 years. And when he first arrived, the refugee resettlement agency showed him a grocery store that a lot of the refugees shop at. But it took him two bus rides to get there every week. So he would do it every week, all his grocery shopping. And he didn't have a car at this time. And then a year later, he heard, found out what Publix was. And he had a Publix right next to his house. But nobody had told him about it. And so it just like blew my mind to hear that because it's just a reminder that if you don't have someone showing you or telling you where things are, explaining things or explaining what Walmart is, like, how would you know? And we just take it for granted that we have all that education. We have that, we have that awareness. And then also I just want to share, I remember in, I, when I went to University of Maryland, I would take a bus, I would commute to school. And a lot of people where I lived were from Iran. And I was sitting on the bus, I was a senior and I met this freshman girl and she had, she was from Iran, but she was from a very small, close-knit community um, in Maryland. So she, she was born in the US, but has never had American friends. And she was so scared. It was like the first week of school. And she was telling me how nervous she was to start school. And she thought that people were going to throw rocks at her or were going to bully her because she had heard all these stories and because she was Muslim. And she was like, I'm so shocked. Like people have been so nice to me. And the fact that you're sitting next to me on the bus and you're being so friendly to me, like that just surprises me. And I just like, I remember walking away and just thinking like, wow, like just being friendly to someone, how much of a difference that can make. And we have internationals all over our college campuses, all over the country. And it's just such an opportunity to be their friends. And again, just welcome them. It, it really changes their lives. And I've seen that over and over again with the different families that I've been meeting with. And especially from Afghanistan or the Middle East, their cultures are so hospitable and so welcoming. They're always cooking me food, always inviting me over. And it's just so interesting that as Americans, it's sometimes hard for us to open up our homes and let people come in, especially if they look different or they're from a different background. 
And so I just really constantly encouraging people to open up their homes and invite people over because that means so much and to break bread with one another. Hey friends, I hope you're enjoying this conversation as much as I am, but real quick, I want to tell you it is a start of a new semester and that means I'm filling up my calendar with speaking events. I'm still offering lots of Zoom and of course, some in-person events are starting to happen sometimes here and there. Will we ever go back to normal? I don't know. I'm mostly booked by sororities, but I also love women's groups or organizations. Anywhere you need some motivation, I am your girl. So check out my website, katiebulmer.life. I have a link for speaking with all the information you need. Send me a message and we'll get the conversation started. That's katiebulmer.life slash speaking. And then a story perhaps maybe of one of the women in your center. I know I've had the opportunity to go to your center in Chattanooga, kind of have a branch up here and meet some of the women. and. I think what you're saying is so powerful because, again, we kind of think of this as an another place, another situation, people you don't ever meet face to face. But as you said, this is people you ride the bus with, people you know every day. And how sad if it would be to live in this country for however many years and never be friends with and have, be invited to dinner or to have real life with another American family. So yeah, just like a, a real life, you know, relatable. This is someone a neighbor of yours, a dorm mate of yours, um, of how real life this is. Yeah. And you know, one of our girls, her name is Najla and I'm, I'm her mentor. When she first arrived, she knew no English at all. And her husband was really strict that he didn't want her to work with other men or anything. And so she has been working with us for about two and a half years. And how old was she when she first moved? Do you remember? I think she was 23. Okay. 23. Yeah, she got married when she was about 21, she was telling me. And yeah, and so she had a really hard time first adjusting here. And she would stay at home all day by herself. And she lives with her father-in-law and had to take care of him because he's, he's quite sick. And so she was just always depressed before she was working with us. And even with working with us, you know, didn't have many friends. And so I've started mentoring with her, mentoring her. And it's just been so cool. She is learning so much English. She's so eager to learn and wants to make American friends. And she even asked me the other day of just like, can I go with her to go buy makeup? Because she doesn't know the names for mascara or eyeliner or blush, but wants to buy more makeup. And so we're planning to go in a couple of weeks, just go shopping together. And I'm also helping her now prepare to get her permit. And so we've been going through all the questions and it's just so fun to see her light up when she gets the question. And I'm also helping her prepare for her citizenship test. And yeah, and it's, yeah, she's just been so, so sweet to get to know her. And her family story is really interesting. Her husband's mother was a huge women's rights advocate in Afghanistan and actually secretly would teach young girls how to read and give them an education. But at this time, I mean, the Taliban has just been so strict and does not want women to have those rights. And so actually the Taliban ended up killing his mother. And um, she has gotten international um, awareness because of this. And, um, you know, she really is a hero. She was standing up for these women and really believing in that women should have an education. But, you know, unfortunately, her life was taken and her whole family was threatened because of that. And so that's why. Najla and her husband moved to the U.S. with their father and with her father-in-law. Um, wow! And so it's just, yeah, it's so sad. These are the kind of stories you hear, and just with 
everything that's going on in the country with Afghanistan right now, we are just hearing story after story of just the persecution and oppression that the people are facing in Afghanistan. Wow. Well, specifically what you're doing with Peace of Thread is so beautiful. And I think that, you know, obviously we can help and make a difference and support with what you have going on. But I also just want to talk about, you know, opening our eyes about what's going on currently. You know, if you're listening and you're a college student or you're listening, you're just living in an area that probably has people who come from a different country and we're just not really open to that because that's not what we're used to. But, you know, we applaud and encourage young people to travel. And I do too. I think it's great. You know, you should travel. But how incredible and how much more affordable would it be to perhaps know someone and kind of quote travel the world without leaving your home? Because as you said, getting to teach someone about mascara in the you know, drugstore aisle because they don't know the names for it and they don't know the American like what a eye opening, you know, sort of traveling experience by able to befriend someone from a different country without leaving your home. So I just mm-hmm. think that that's a really cool. I know that my old where I used to go to school had an international student ministry and unfortunately didn't know about it when I was in college. But when I you know became a grown up, we would host some some kids who were international students and let them come over and have dinner with us and stuff. And I always say it was like traveling the world without leaving my home because we'd have students from Czech Republic and um, not Afghanistan, um, China. We had different students from all over the place. And it was such a just really, really fun experience. So that's another way just to you know encourage people to get out there. Yeah, the nations are here. You know, you don't have to travel far to be exposed to another culture and different food and different stories and different points of view. I think perspective is a huge thing. It just opens your mind. I think especially this is how the media sometimes feeds us what's important or what to focus on. But when you get to know different people from different places, you see like, okay, the world is huge and there's different problems and there's different issues to focus on. And we can choose to kind of these things to focus on and not just what the media feeds us, you know? Yes. And then again, knowing a face, a story, a name, of someone who's experiencing maybe what you're seeing on the news, but then how that affects a family, a human being, a person with a pulse. It just, it's so much different than a news story. It just, it just brings it to home, brings it to real life. Yeah. All right. So tell me more about Piece of Thread, what you guys are doing, the purses, the freedom packages, all of that kind of good stuff. Yeah. So we have fun way for people to really get involved and Kind of be a part of what we're doing. So we always invite volunteers to come to our center and design handbags and help cut the fabric. And so we really encourage, you know, other design ideas. We see that our piece of threads, bags and accessories, they're pieces of art. And so we want people to come and just express and put together the beautiful fabric and put together what they like. And so we made a way for people to come and do that at our center. You can have a party, you can have a bridal shower, whatever it is, and host it at our center and can bring food and just cut and design with your friends. And then we also have a way that you can actually host one of these Freedom Circle nights at your college campus. And so you can invite your friends, your sorority um, together and just have some time to think and pray for the women and we have some questions that we could, we'll, we'll give you like a question card to just ask one another. And then you can cut and design. And then you send us back those designs and our women will sew it. And then you have the option to either purchase the items back 
or give it to a friend. And then we also were doing party packages too. So you can host parties at your campus or wherever you are. And this is just a really practical way to really lean in and hear the stories of these women, think about them, pray about them, but then also have fun designing and putting together beautiful pieces. So that's just one fun way. And then also just if you love, like we we do a lot of festivals all over the country. And so we're always looking for people who want to help in that area to just help sell the bags and do festivals with us or host a festival or a booth, like a pop-up on your campus too. And then also mentoring is a huge, huge thing for us. We partner every one of our women with a mentor so that they have an American friend to just show them the ways here, help them with English and just be their friend and be their supportive uh, partner through their life here. And mentoring is typically peer. So like the girls listening in their 20s could be a mentor, right? Yes, absolutely. Yes. We have a lot of young girls sewing with us and yeah, just really are looking for friends. And so it's just a really practical way. And we can even find like, even if you don't live around Clarkson, like we, there are refugees all over the country. And so we can work with other organizations too to partner with, for you to partner with a refugee around your area. I love that. So tell us how they can learn about being, you know, a mentor, supporting the bags and possibly doing a freedom package because what a cool opportunity to do as a sisterhood project if you're in a sorority or just a fun activity as a girls' night and like legit changing the world Mm -hmm. while, you know, eating some pizza and hanging out with your girlfriends and making these beautiful packages. I think it's so cool. Yeah. Well, you can visit our websites, peaceofthread.com. And we have a volunteer page on there. And we also have our freedom package up there as well. And then our shop page. And so you can just have fun, browse through, read our story. We have a video on our page too that just tells a little bit more about what we do. And yeah, that's just the best way. And also follow us on social media, on Facebook, Instagram. Those help so, so much to just help spread awareness and share it with your friends. It really means a lot not to just, well, to share the stories that we share, but also to be purchasing and getting gifts for your family, your friends. These make great Christmas gifts for people. Um, We have smaller items like key fobs, eyeglass cases, wallets, and then we have larger bags, crossbodies, shoulder bags, smaller totes. And we also just got all this new leather. And so we have some really beautiful leather collections out right now. So, and it's fine Italian leather. It's actually a fun story. So this man had a boutique around in Atlanta and we make Italian like wallets and belts. But unfortunately he had to close his shop down and he was going to just throw away yards and yards of leather. And um, Denise, Denise Smith is the founder of Piece of Thread. Her husband was working with this man and told him about Piece of Thread. And he was like, what? Like, this is perfect. Like, I would love to give you yards of this fabric of this leather. And Denise was thinking, okay, she's going to be like a few yards, like probably not that much. And she gets there and it was enough to fill two van full of oh my word. leather. <laughs> so we've taken all to our center. And so it's just so amazing how God provides and just gives us beautiful material. And all of our bags, we try to make them as beautiful both on the inside and on the outside because we say every woman is beautiful on the inside and the outside. So we really want to show that through these bags. And I love that you also include the story of the woman who knit it together. It just, it's so 
I don't know, realistic and beautiful. And like holding that bag is so much more than just holding something made in a factory by, you know, machines. It's made by a human with a story. Exactly. I love that. Well, it is so good to have you on to talk with you. I always love hearing about how you are literally changing the world with a needle and thread and some fabric and leather. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Katie. And I just want to encourage again, everyone, anyone who's listening, that you can make a difference in your in your neighborhood, in your backyard. It's just it's just us saying yes to whatever God has for us and just opening our eyes to the people around us. You know, changing the world starts with one person. And so if that's just one person on your college campus or in your neighborhood that you can just pour into and love, like that is changing the world. And the only thing you know we can really take from this world are people. And so investing in people is just so, so important. So I just encourage you all to continue to just love and welcome others. We also have a book. It's called um, Empower a Refugee. And you can find that on our, our store as well. Um, and it really shares the story of Piece of Thread and just how anybody can start a backyard humanity movement um, wherever you are. And so I encourage you to read that too. I love that. I'll make sure I put it in the show notes. And I'm not going to let you go without asking my favorite question I ask on every podcast episode. And it's, if you could have coffee with your 20-year-old self, and you can back it up to 18 or whatever. But anyways, if you could have coffee with that younger self, what would you say? Mm, I would say, don't worry so much about the future because it's not going to turn out how you planned it to be. (laughs) You can... I think my younger self, I was try- I made like a five-year plan. I was like, I'm going to do this and this and this. And none of that happened, but it's been so much better than I could ever imagine. And so I think just, just trust in what God has for you. And I think I too, I think I worried a lot of like, oh, who am I going to marry? Who am I, where am I going to live? And it's just, everything has just worked out so perfectly better than I can imagine. And so that's what I would tell myself. It's just that, don't worry about the future. God is in control and he makes it so much better. I'm glad I didn't go with my original plan. I love it. And now Clarkston, who would have thought the most diverse square mile, you're living there in Atlanta, meeting women from all over the world and changing it. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm so proud of you, my friend. <laughs> Thank you so much, Katie. All right. Shout out to where they can follow Piece of Thread and all the goodness on Instagram and social media. Yeah, please follow us. Piece of Thread at Piece of Thread. P-E-A-C-E, right? Yes. Peace, like peace and love. (laughs) Peace and love. I love it. Okay. Well, it's so good to talk with you again. And I cannot wait to share this episode. Thanks so much, Katie. I'm over here giving you a virtual hug because you just finished another episode of the Truth For Your 20s podcast. Would you help a sister out and take a screenshot right wherever you're listening and share it on your social? Give me a tag at Katie Wilmer Life so I can give you a big thank you. You sharing it, you leaving your reviews on iTunes is the best possible compliment you can give. Hey, let's continue to hang out. We have a private community called Truth For Your 20s over on Facebook. So just go to groups, search Truth For Your 20s and come join the party.